podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Cinnamon rolls and chili on a crisp November day. In the heart of football season, Thanksgiving's on its way. Mashed potatoes, turkeys, green beans not from cans. The Bosco boys are thankful for our diehard bonehead fans. Boom, the boys are back, and it is our weekly Q&A show. We're actually dropping this on Thursday this week, so that means it is Thanksgiving. I'm sure I will say it a couple times throughout the show, but I just want to wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving. First and foremost, super thankful for my family, uh, for my friends, for Chauncey, the best dog in the world, uh, for uh, this K-State community that we have all built together and for Kansas State University. Not only uh, did it bring me probably the foremost fun years of my life, uh, but it has this uh, athletic department, some of these teams that we all love so much, great memories with my family. Uh, I'm a third-generation K-State graduate, still uh, you know, third-generation uh, in the same parking pass and same, uh, you know, season ticket seats in Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Um, just uh, this K-State community, K-State sports run deep through the veins of my family. Uh, and it, it's allowed me to connect with so many great people. So I'm so thankful for everyone. Hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Um you know, if you're listening to this on your way to a family get-together or leaving a family get-together or uh, Friday after family get-togethers, all that type of stuff, um, I love the holiday season. I hope you do, too. Um, and if you don't, I hope uh, hope this show can give you a little bit of holiday cheer. Before we do, speaking of holiday cheer, Manhattan Brewing Company, they bring me cheer all year long. Uh, the most fresh and delicious craft beer in the entire state of Kansas and I think region. Uh, if you're going into town for the Sunflower State uh, showdown uh, with Kansas on Saturday, please go check out Manhattan Brewing Company. Get a couple pints. Take a couple four-packs to your tailgate. Take a couple crowlers home, wherever home is. Or if you're in the happiest place on earth, Manhattan, Kansas, make sure you're getting in there on a regular basis. All right, we got some questions. Absolute massive game on Saturday. Um, I'm actually recording this because it's the holiday weekend, lots of traveling. Uh, just uh, disclosure, I'm recording this on a Saturday or Sunday evening. Um, I, I hope all of you guys um, are enjoying this. This is, what, this is what being a college football fan is all about, playing your in-state rival on the final week of the regular season, win and you're in Arlington. I... I'm nervous. I'm excited. I can't wait for that game. It's going to be absolutely massive. Uh, If we take care of business in the trenches like we should be able to, it should be a very fun win. Start getting those uh, plans in place so right after the game, you can make your accommodations for Arlington, Texas. I can't wait. Uh, Before we answer the questions, just one final sponsor shout out. CharlieHustle.com. You got to go there. The fun part about Charlie Hustle, they always uh, collaborate with Jay Rieger Company, a Kansas City Whiskey Company, 
on their holiday whiskey label. And this year is a work of art. Just like all the stuff that uh, uh, Charlie Hustle does, work of art. They have the most stylish, officially licensed K-State gear in the world. Check it out on the Country Club Plaza and on Charlie Hustle. Dot com as well as select retailers in the state of Can- or in uh, the city of Manhattan. Also, a lot of great Kansas City icon stuff. Their Arrowhead collection, Crown Town collection, all sorts of great stuff. Check out Charlie Hustle today. All right, um, I'm just doing one final check of the hashtag Ask Bosco, and let's get into it. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's answer some questions. Um. Shout out to Gene Taylor, by the way. I hope he's not listening. Gene, I hope you're not listening. I know you listen. Uh, I I think you listen more than uh, you want me to think. But uh, I hope you're not listening on Thanksgiving. You got some important stuff to do. Let's get a contract extension for Chris Kleiman done. Uh, Powercat Ryan, if you're up by 23 points, how many possessions is that? So this... This is a funny tweet from Powercat Ryan uh, in our little bonehead community. I want to give a shout out to Brett. Good guy, Brett. Absolutely love Brett. But he was talking, he had some very interesting possession math going on during that game. And it mainly was because he was like, I don't trust the West Virginia kicker to hit anything. Uh, so he, he had some interesting uh, possession math. But I disagreed with him. I agree with Powercat Ryan. 23 points is three possessions. Again, uh, whether or not you believe a team is capable of picking up two-point conversions, kicking extra points, whatever, uh, 23 points is three possessions. Uh, 24 uh, is also three possessions. 16 is two possessions. So that is what I say. But I understand what where Brett was coming from, but I, you're never going to find me... Uh, doing that sort of math but shout out to brett shout out to uh powercat ryan kale 05 how's chauncey he looks lonely if the cats win the big 12 will you get a second dog and what will you name it so i'm gonna say this about chauncey who currently is snoozing he had a massive day we had our first get together of the holiday season back in topeka today i'm back in shawnee recording this again on a sunday full disclosure again uh Hopefully nothing too wild happens between now and the time you guys listen to it. But if it does, you won't hear this episode and I will just record something. Uh, But I don't think Chauncey would do well with a brother. He is a cuddle bug. He is a love bug. He wants to be the attention. Um, He wants to be the one cuddled up next to me all the time. He wants to be held like a 75-pound baby. Um, When I go home... And I pet my parents' dog, Pepper. Great dog, Pepper. Shout out to Pepper. Uh, Pepper, I hope you're not listening to this. This is Thanksgiving. Why are you listening to this podcast, Pepper? Um, But if I even pet her, even say, oh, you're a good girl, Pepper, anything like that, Chauncey comes running over. I think he he will fare best as an only child. Um, So if if there is another dog that comes in the picture, I think it's still going to take a couple years. Um, but but I don't know what I'll I'll, I'll name uh, a, a a new dog. We'll, we'll see. Um, Chauncey is just a name I've had for a long time, uh, and, and I think he just fits. I think he is a very good Chauncey, and he is the best dog in the world, and I love him. Powercat Ryan is the automatic contract extension for eight wins and a below average buyout one of the best contracts in college football. 
I think Chris Kleiman, as is, has a pretty good contract. Um, like you might have heard at the beginning, I hope he is getting a better contract soon. Um, I just need anyone who wears red to stay the fuck away from Chris Kleiman. Um, we'll leave it at that. Uh, but but it's a pretty good contract. Like I, I'm not gonna lie, he uh, if he wants to leave, it is uh, below average. It actually uh, we would have to pay more to fire him than he would have to pay to get out of his contract. So that's coach friendly. The automatic extension at eight wins is coach friendly. He has um, a lot of attainable uh, bonuses. Um, But if you want a great coach contract, go look at everything that was built into Mark Stoops' contract at Kentucky. And then, uh, oh man, I, I forget who the coach at UConn was um, before Jim Mora, because uh, he's currently there. But I mean, he was getting like five grand bonuses for every win. He was actually getting like $2,000 bonus for winning the coin toss. Like there were more bonuses in that uh, than anything in the world. I, I can't remember the podcast. I It might have been the cover three Maybe the cover two. One of the the national college football podcasts had all sorts of jokes about all these different uh, bonuses that were in there. So Chris Kleiman has a good contract, but I, I'm hoping it gets better here soon. Uh, the good chef Andre Napier injury front. Are we peaking minus the health with Kobe? Um, I would say no. Um, Adrian Martinez obviously out as well. Sincere Mason went out in that game, uh, and I'm still not sure when he went out by the time uh, folks are listening to this. Hopefully we have gotten news that Sincere Mason's injury not um, not serious. Uh, so, so that sucks. Um, you know, I, I'm hearing whispers that Deuce is really battling through some stuff. It sounds like Malik Knowles and Cade Warner really battling through some stuff. Um, but it's football. I mean, peaking, I mean, m- maybe relative to the final week in the regular season that works. Um, but, you know, we early in the season, you know, the first three games of the season, I think we were healthier. Uh, but Deuce Green is starting to get healthier. Um, I think Julius Brents is doing okay. I think Echo is a little banged up. Um, Josh Hayes, it sounds like he's a little banged up. Um, which might have contributed to the game that he had last Saturday. Um, so so we'll see. But all in all, I, I don't have a lot of major complaints. But not having Kobe Savage, that hurts. I mean, that kid uh, has been the heart and soul of the defense. That hurts. Um, but outside of that, I, I think things are okay. Uh, the next uh, good chef, Andre Napier. Second half defensive adjustments is the biggest surprise from Klanderman. Yes slash no. I, I I don't know if it's a big surprise. I, I'm, I'm pleased with what he's been able to do in second halves. Um, I, I think sometimes he might be a little slow to do it. But what I think uh, Joe Klanderman enjoys is having that longer halftime. Being able to get everything out there. Um, I, I was a little frustrated that it took so long to get those adjustments back versus the Texas game. Um, but you can't argue with the results. Our second half defense has just been nails. Um, so, you know, 
whether it's a surprise or not, it doesn't matter. I'm just pumped that he is uh, making those defensive adjustments. Joe Klanderman is on the Bryles watch list for being the top assistant in college football for a reason. So shout out to Joe Klanderman. Shootouts uh, are the most fun style of football to watch, question mark from the good chef. I It, it is fun, but it is stressful. If your team is in a close game, um, it probably doesn't matter whether it's a grind-out game, like an average game or a shootout. If your team's in a close one, it's stressful. Um, but 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 it is fun. It is fun seeing a lot of points get scored. But I do like watching good defense. I think sometimes, especially in college fo- football, excuse me, uh, sometimes I think great defense is confused for like boring games and stuff like that. I enjoy a good defensive chess match. As boring as it sounds, I like kind of when teams are going all in on doing the field possession type stuff. So I I, I like I like football. Honestly, I think this is what it just comes down to. I love football. And specifically I love college football. College football is so goofy. Um, there's all these different rivalry trophies. And and again, Unlike any other sport, you can have so many different teams uh, celebrating having successful seasons um, for all these different stuff. This is why I, I'm i fine with the expansion of the playoff. But ever since the playoff came into existence, I feel like so much of the national media is about that. Uh, so many fans, it's all, oh, it's all, all about the playoff, all this type of shit. But I love I just love college football. I like the wacky stuff. I like the 72 to 68s and I like the 9 to 7s, you know. I I I love it all. I truly just love it all. I love college football. Uh Cody Isern, shout out to Cody. Happy Thanksgiving, Cody. Um one of my favorite people who I've ever got who I've ever had the chance to speak with. Uh, chat with at K-State Basketball Games. I I need to get back and we need to go to Manhattan Brewing together, Cody. Uh, It's going to happen soon. I know it was supposed to happen this summer uh, and this fall, but I'm going to make it happen. Cody asks, better road game tradition, shirtless lineman uh, uh, picture or the specialist with the opposing band instruments? I absolutely love both of them. Uh, just big dudes shirtless and then Connor Riley trying to hide behind them all without their shirts. That's funny. But I think it has to be Platner and I think it's Tenet who is with him doing the band picture. So when it first happened, I legitimately thought they stole uh, an instrument from the Oklahoma band, but it sounds like they returned them afterwards. But I do think that one might be the better tradition. The specialists going up, getting the the instrument from the opposing band, posting the pictures with them. I think that is probably my favorite. Uh, but all of them are good. Um, K-State Kevin asks, shout, hey, shout out to K-State Cat Kevin, PVCat82. I think he's going on like 113 days straight. 112 as recorded. 112 days straight rocking K-State gear and posting it on Twitter with no repeats. 112. 
I have a lot of K-State gear. I don't have that much K-State gear. So shout out to Kevin, K-State Kevin. Uh, what will the point spread be in the rematch of K-State versus TCU? I'd say probably TCU minus two and a half, three and a half, um, maybe four, but I, I, I think it would be under four. I think it would be TCU favored uh, by maybe a touchdown, touchdown and change. So I, I think my official prediction will be TC, TCU minus three and a half. That, that's what I'm going with, TCU minus three and a half. Um, Ema Elvis coming in. Why were Cats fans so nervous uh, even went up by three scores. I was standing up most of the game. Here's the thing. There, there was so much on the line in this game. Uh, we are now setting ourselves up. Granted, when we were playing this, we were thinking, hey, there was an outside chance we could clinch our trip to Arlington that night. Obviously, that didn't happen. KU got boat raced by Texas. Um, but you're playing in a stadium we haven't won in since 2014. Um you were playing a offense that Graham Harrell, the offensive coordinator, is a more than capable offensive coordinator. Uh, a quarterback who had just won the Offensive Player of the Week award. Um, they were a dangerous team. Uh, they were playing with nothing to lose. And I think we saw uh, you know, one of the best punches that West Virginia had in them. So I, I, I was preaching it all week that this was going to be a feisty game. Now, in the second half, I calmed down. Um, we, we got to a pretty comfortable place. I was not stressing much at all in the second half. Uh, but I, 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 I totally understand why people were nervous. I'm going to be nervous all week. As folks are listening to this on Thanksgiving or on Friday, I will be absolutely shaking. Not because I think... KU can give us a game. I'd be shocked if this is a possession game. I think it's going to be, and folks listen to the uh, you know game preview pod, I, I'm going to predict us to win by, by two possessions at least. Um, but I'm going to be nervous all week leading up to it. Uh, you're playing your in-state rivals. Uh, you're playing for the Governor's Cup. You're playing for a berth to that first Saturday in December in Arlington, Texas. Um, I'm going to be a nervous wreck all week. Uh, what should we rename the Sunflower Showdown coming from Ema Elvis? I wouldn't change the name. I like the name Sunflower Showdown. There is nothing wrong with that. The trophy sucks ass though. Um, you can do so much different stuff with the trophy. I think that uh, going back to the 2020 season... We had an episode where we came up with rivalry names and rivalry trophies for every game in the Big 12. Uh, it was myself, Grant, and Will Debus who uh, does all of our great graphics. And I think it was Grant or myself, I can't remember which one it was, uh, said that we should be playing for a golden salamander trophy. And then there would be a live salamander as well that would stay with the football team who won and the salamander's name would be John Brown. I think that would be fun. I think you could even keep the Governor's Cup, but you need to spruce it up a little bit. So you have a cup trophy, uh, have the cup holding, uh, you know, golden sunflowers inside the trophy. Make that part of the trophy. Make the little handles on the cup uh, some wheat stalks, and then uh, on the trophy, kind of in a circular pattern, have all the symbols of Kansas. Have uh, you know, the American bison, have these, uh, the salamander, 
have the uh, cottonwood tree, have the box turtle, have all uh, those things on it, and then have have all those state symbols on one side of the cup. And then on the other side, have the 34-star American flag because Kansas was the 34th state admitted to the Union. So that's what I would do. Again, uh, and, and maybe you can name it something different than the Governor's Cup, but I think that would be a fun trophy uh, and stay with the cup theme, which is funny because the previous Governor's Cup trophy um, before this most recent rendition of it, it was not a cup at all. So it is what it is. But I have no issues with the Sunflower Showdown as a name. I would just like to change the trophy up. And again, this is one of the most historic rivalries of all time it's been played like it's one of the top 10 i think most played games i'll have that in the game preview uh episode i'll kind of run down the list of superlatives uh that this game has uh, but it, it is one of the most historic most played rivalries it has been uninterrupted for over a hundred years um very historic rivalry. It just needs a better trophy. Sunflower Showdown is a fine name for it, though. Um, K-State KC. You only get three sides with your Thanksgiving turkey plus a dessert. What are you choosing? Great question. I will be chowing down later today if you guys are listening <laughs> on release day. Um, so I'm going with dark meat and white meat on turkey. But the three sides, I'm going with... Green bean casserole, dressing, uh, because my family, you don't stuff it in the turkey. You're you're cooking it on its own, so it is uh, dressing, not stuffing. And then I'm going with my mom makes this cranberry, apple, uh, chutney, relish type thing. I don't know what you want to call it. It's not like a cranberry sauce, but uh, it has cranberries, apples, cinnamon, uh, just delicious. It is so good. Um, I, I typically like get a second bowl. I, I get a bowl of it and just kind of, cause I don't like it on my plate. Uh, cause I'm not a big like foods touching guy. Um, but it is so good. Um, and that's the only time of the year we have it. Um, just missing out is, uh, mashed potatoes and like a good old roll with butter. That's the second man off the bench, but officially it would be turkey green bean casserole, dressing, and then my mom's uh, cranberry apple chutney relish. Um, so good. Absolutely love it. Um, and then the dessert pecan pie, baby. Pecan pie with a little bit of whipped cream. Uh, my mom makes the best uh, pecan and chocolate pie uh, with bourbon in it. It's like pecans, chocolate chips, bourbon, um, brown sugar. It's At least I think it's brown sugar. I don't know. I've never actually... like seen the recipe uh but it's the best pie in the world it is the best dessert in the world i if someone if if i was getting like a last meal hopefully like i don't do anything that ever you know needs a last meal but if if i'm getting to choose any dessert in the world um if it's not my mom's pecan pie um that's the close second like the only thing that would even come close to that pecan pie is a good cheesecake um but i'm definitely going with pecan pie all right we're going with uh zach llewellyn outside of college football playoff what would be your first choice of bowl destinations if you could choose 
Well, if I'm being super literal, um, I would pick all the New Year's Six Bowl games. <laughs> um, just because of the season that would uh, incur. Um, but if you exclude the New York New Year's Six, I if you're going with just the bowl games that the Big 12 is currently contracted to, I would go with the Alamo Bowl. I love San Antonio. Um, and you're also having a good season. Um, none of the other Big 12 Bowls really appeal to me. Um, I, I don't really care about going to Arizona and watching a game in a, uh, you know, in a baseball stadium. There's two games in the Metroplex, um, the First Responders Bowl and the Lockheed Martin Armed, uh, Armed Forces Bowl. Don't really care about that. Um, like I said, none of the Arizona Bowl games intrigue me. I don't ever need to go back to the Liberty Bowl. Memphis is cool, uh, but the Liberty Bowl Stadium sucks so bad. Um, the the so it's like the cheese it. It is the cheese it bowl, but the cheese it bowl also is sponsoring the Citrus Bowl now. I don't know. There's too many cheese it bowls, but the Big Twelve Bowl in Orlando would be fun. But trying to get to Orlando. Like in late December, around Christmas time, in between, you know, basically from December until after New Year's, it is so effing expensive. It costs so much to fly in there. It costs so much to try to get a hotel room. I don't think I would go to any of the bowl games in Orlando because I, you know, I have a good secret day job, but I mean, it costs a lot of money to get to Orlando uh, during this time of year. Um, I would love to see the Holiday Bowl come back to the Big 12. Um, the Las Vegas Bowl, especially since they have that new stadium out there, the Raiders Stadium, Allegiant Field, that would be cool. Um, the Fenway Bowl, I think, would be cool. It would be super cold, but I've never been to Boston, and I have a lot of friends who have gone to Boston recently. My little brother and his wife, uh, my sister-in-law, they went to Boston and had an absolute blast. So, you know, it would be cold, but, you know, that would be a fun city to go to. I have no desire to go to New York City, so I don't need the Pinstripe Bowl to come back. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's any other bowl games I would I would like to go to. Um, no, I, I think that covers it all. Uh, so it is uh, the next one from Zach Llewellyn. Well, KU uh ever issue rfps for the stadium renovation services or just graphic designs drawings i don't know what's going on um with ku and their uh stadium renovations i don't keep up with it we'll see um i don't know they've announced a lot of stuff in the past and they not they haven't gone through with it everything that is Currently, part of that first plan isn't really anything to really do with their stadium. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, how do you feel about three shows a week and two Bonehead Lives? So, five days of content for three days work. <laughs> I think folks are trying to find a way to keep the five days going. Um, it's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not going to happen. Um, I, I appreciate how much folks love it. Um, but, but we'll, we'll go, uh, we're still going to have plenty of content, uh, during basketball season, uh, two, maybe three shows a week. And, uh, in the summer, we're probably going to go down to one 
show a week. Um, maybe we'll do two. Um, but there will be one month where I pre-record four or five episodes um, and just release them on Mondays and just I will kind of step away. Um, it is a lot of work, uh, but I love doing it. I've had a lot of fun. Again, we've had one show every weekday, and we're continuing this on through Thanksgiving. And it will probably, at least we're going to try to go through the end of December. We'll see uh, those final weeks. Uh, we'll see what happens. Of course, it's going to kind of depend on the bowl game and all this type of stuff. Um, and I'll say this. I'm planning on trying to go to Indianapolis for that K-State-Butler game and then going straight from Indianapolis, hope hopefully to the Metroplex. Uh, so, I mean... That's going to be a tricky week of content leading up to the Big 12 championship game. So uh, I, I know that's a massive week. And, uh, you know, that's probably not a great week to be like, eh, I don't know how, how good the quality of content is going to be uh, because I'm going to be traveling um, and all this type of stuff. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how good the content is that week. Um, but I'm going to have to pre-record a lot of stuff. I'm pre-recording a lot of stuff for this week. Uh, but it has been a fun run. But no, the the uh, run of a show every weekday will end in January. Um, all right, uh, final one for from Zach. And this is the final one of uh, the episode. Again, it's short. It's Thanksgiving. Um, you know, I just wanted to keep the streak going, give a little bit of content for folks who might be uh, on a little bit of a drive uh, on Thanksgiving. But is this the last game for Deuce Vaughn and Bill Snyder Family Stadium? Yes, 100%. Um, I don't have confirmation. It's not like I've been told Deuce Vaughn is going pro. That has not been like written out for me or anything like that. But I, I just have a hard time believing he's coming back. I don't think his stock gets any better coming back next year. Um, his dad is an NFL agent, so I'm sure he's going to uh, get great advice. But... The shelf life for running backs in the NFL is so short. Um, getting to that second contract and getting service years to then, you know, get the NFL uh, health coverage for life, get the pension plan for life, getting to that fifth or sixth year, I'm not quite sure when the full benefits kick in for life, is so important. And starting that clock as early as you can, especially for running backs, is so important. I think it is Deuce Vaughn's final game in Bill Snyder Family Stadium. I believe it'll be Malik Knowles' final game, even though he has a COVID season. I think there's a chance it could be Cooper Beebe's final game. Um, I think it'll be Julius Brent's final. It has to be Julius Brent's final game. Uh, probably Echo. Uh, probably uh, Deuce Green. Um, it's it's going to be a lot of guys' final game at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. It's always emotional senior night for me. Um, I love seeing those kids again. Uh, they're they're going through their final game at a university I love so much, um, so I yes, but I, I do think it is going to be Dan, or uh, Deuce Vaughn final game at K State. So those are all the questions. Again, I'm going to I'm going to end with this. Um, absolutely love this community we built. So thankful for you all. I hope you guys are all enjoying your Thanksgiving uh, and really jumping into the uh, holiday season. During the holiday season, that's also a massive time for so much fundraising for nonprofits and charitable organizations. So I'd say if you have the means to uh, find a cause close to your heart and consider donating and really spreading the cheer. Again, 
Thanksgiving really is the kickoff to the holiday season, the build-up to Thanksgiving. Uh, and then, you know, you have all the big holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, uh, all, all the stuff, New Year's. Um, it is, is my favorite time of the year. So with that said, I'm so thankful for all of you. I'm thankful for my friends, for my family, for KCA Athletics, and to the best host in the entire world, Chauncey Bosco, the wonder pup, the best dog in the world. So for all of them, uh, I, I just want to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving and say uh, we love you and go Cats. Podcast Network.